Hello and welcome to Grizz and Steve's 90s Tuck Shop Time Machine. I'm Grizz. And I'm Steve. This episode, we're going to be discussing all things wrestling in the 90s, from the larger-than-life characters and bright colours of the golden age of WWF, to the no-holds-barred hardcore shenanigans of the Attitude Era. So, without further ado, let's get ready to rumble! So I thought a good place, because, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about wrestling in the 90s, yeah. but um, the majority of it, let's be honest, is going to be about WWF, isn't it, really? Of course. Do you know what? I was literally just thinking that. I was just thinking, this is a wrestling episode, so it can be about, you know, British TV wrestling, like that used to be on like ITV, it can be about WCW, but... Let's be fair, this is going to be WWF, isn't it? It's going to be mainly WWF because, yeah. you know, that, uh, you know, growing up in in England, in, in London, yeah. that was the, that was what we got, wasn't it? Mostly, yeah. you know, the other, the other promotions, we did get them towards the end of the 90s, I guess. And yeah. I don't know if there, there may have been somewhere to watch them earlier in the 90s. I'm not sure, but yeah. Certainly, the one that I was most um, aware of was WWF for the majority of my yeah. childhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. same, to be honest. That's same exactly. for you, yeah? Okay. Yeah. So, I thought if we're setting a date, we're, we're in the time machine, we're, we're going to put a, a date into our little computer to yeah. take us back to. I thought, since we're talking mostly WWF, a good date would be the 11th of January, 1993. Because, as far as I can tell, this was the date of the first ever Monday Night Raw. Oh, wow. Yeah. And obviously, Raw is is a huge part of our childhood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Um, So, yeah, 11th of uh, January 1993. Um, The reason I have discovered this is because I recently... Uh, signed up to the WWE network. Oh, okay. Now, uh, don't tell my wife. She doesn't does listen. You, does this mean you're this. Does this mean you're going to be a wrestler? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally throwing my hat in the ring. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> like going off subject slightly, if you were going to be a wrestler, I think you would be like Axe or Jim Duggan. Me. Yeah. Specific. Uh, uh, actually, Jim Duggan, but he had, uh, he had the beard, he had the long hair. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm sure you, you know, in the past you've been throwing loads of. Sh- I don't know. I just kind of imagine that's the kind of. <laughs> that's the kind of. I uh, see. I was never much of a fan of Hacksaw Jim Duggan, so that's that, that's uh disappointed me a bit is there. That, is that a low blow? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All right, you can be Jake the Snake. Yeah, okay, I'll take Jake the Snake. Yeah, yeah, he was all right. <laughs> he was he was cooler than Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Well. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. But, um, yeah, so I signed up to the WWE Network. Now, I, I don't know about you, but I have not watched wrestling for about... Mate. Ooh, it's probably about 17 or 18 years. Exactly, same. Long, long, long. long yeah, long. early 2000s. Early yeah. 2000s was the last time I, I watched it properly. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, just, just during this whole crazy lockdown business, you know... I. 
I can't remember what started it off now, but I suddenly got this urge to to watch some old wrestling. And um, I don't know, but it seems to me like because you it, like I say, like a candle in the wind. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently, I live my life like a hacksaw Jim Duggan, but. Well, there you go. <laughs> that would have been a very different song. You're going to uh, so annoyed. You're going to go. You're going <laughs> to sit there tonight with a can of beer or something, watching something, getting really annoyed about that. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, you'll catch yourself throwing a bit of wood. And like, ah, <laughs> I am. I'm never going to forget that, Steve. <laughs> I'm always going to hold that against you. No, but um. Jim Duggan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But um. Yeah, so yeah, I got this urge to to just watch some old because, like I say, um, it seems to me from what I've heard from people that still watch wrestling these days is that it has yeah. changed a lot. It's oh, uh, yeah. yeah, it's quite a different, um, quite a different kettle of fish these days. Yeah. So you know, but I, I liked the the old characters and the yeah. the, um, the gimmicks that they had, even though they were ridiculous and over the top. It was a soap opera, wasn't it? It was, of course, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a soap opera where people beat each other up. So... Yeah, exactly. I mean, much different to, you know, neighbours. It wasn't like Madge Bishop and Harold <laughs> <Owlden. laughs> having a table ladder and chair match. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that would have been good. Imagine it, the Queen Vic. Oh, my God. But um, so so yeah, so I signed up to WWE Network and I decided to go back to the very first Raw okay. and and watch it. Oh, and, nice. Yeah, but I watched it. This was quite a few, probably around about June. So, you know, it's quite a few okay. months ago now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just watching it back and, and seeing the old characters there. I mean, it starts off with uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's, he's trying to... Yeah. He's trying to get into the uh, arena, uh, you know, and they won't let him in. And then, <laughs> then there's the, some of the matches are, you know, Coco Beware versus Yokozuna, yes. oh, yeah, Razor Ramon, uh, yep. Tatanka, yep. Doink, Doink the Clown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these yeah. these are all uh, these all make appearances on the very first Raw. Yeah. But this is so. This is um, leading up to my question for you which is that Mm. when did you actually properly start wrestling was it around this time was it later the way you asked that it's like i am a wrestler when did you start wrestling (laughs) (laughs) Uh, actually before we get onto that since you've already labeled me uh hacksaw jim duggan who who what wrestler would you say you were you were most uh, identify with okay let's be on okay because i because i gave you that I think, only, I think it's only fair that you gilberg i'm who gilberg, <laughs> you know, gilberg. The, 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 gilberg. The, do you not remember gilberg no he was a fake goldberg um <laughs> a poor man's goldberg let me, no, let literally me <laughs> <laughs> he was uh wwf when goldberg was at like the height of his fame in wcw wwf uh used this guy who was a, a jobber i think his name was Dwayne gill and um what's, yeah what's just that, come up on my uh, phone is gilberg versus goldberg i don't did that ever happen i don't remember that i don't happened. think it did i think it's just like comparing the two oh gilberg. right <laughs> there we go gilberg 
It's like a little... <laughs> well, you gave me Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, so. all right. Too shame. Okay. Too shame. He looks like a... He keeps, he keeps sort of crossing his eyes and sticking his tongue out. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be my new thing, I think. That's going to be my new profile pic. It's your new look. That's my new look. I'm going to shave my head, stick my tongue out and cross my eyes. Oh, my God. All right. Fair enough. Right. All right. Oh, no, I suppose if we if we were get if I was really gonna like uh, give you compare you to anyone, I don't know why, but Jeff Hardy springs to mind. I, mate, I will take that. I will yeah. absolutely take that. Yeah, it's definitely um, better than fucking Hacksaw Jim Duggan. But anyway. oh yeah, do you know what? If I'm honest, I'd give you Mankind or, or Mick Foley. <laughs> now that I would take. Yeah, that, uh, that I, mean, I would take. Yeah, I mean, how many brilliant characters did Mick Foley have? Exactly. Maybe I am one of them, Steve. Have you ever seen me and Mick Foley in the same place? You know what? I haven't, no. There you go. No, it, may, it all makes sense now. To be <laughs> um, so what you, when you were saying before about when did I first start sort of really getting into wrestling? Yeah. Um, see, I, okay, so I, so I first started getting into wrestling, I think the very early 90s. Mm. Um, but then I had like a massive gap where I didn't watch it. And there's a yeah. reason why. Not because I didn't want to. I just didn't have access to it. Exactly, yeah. I'm pretty much the same, yeah. yeah. So, it's, so like, in the early 90s, my nan's neighbour used to tape them on Sky TV or, or cable, whatever yeah. they had. Yeah. Um, so I had a bunch of VHS tapes of some sort of big event wrestling matches, like stuff from the 80s, like WrestleMania 3 and, mm. you know, um, those big... You know, when, when Hulk Hogan was fighting Andre the Giant. And yeah, the yeah. Ultimate Warrior and all of those big characters. Exactly. So when I think of wrestling, when I first got into it, I was very, very young. Um, I'd, I I only had these tapes, which maybe there were, what, four of them, five of them, if mm. that. Um, I knew all of the wrestlers mainly because of the action figures, because I used to collect all of the toys. Yep, same. Um, but then, because for some reason I didn't have any more... Uh, wrestling tapes I don't know maybe my nan didn't talk to this person anymore (laughs) (laughs) or they just stopped giving us the tapes Um, but they but that was it so for a long period of time through most of the 90s which is um, you know such a huge sort of crossover kind of period um, and I'll explain that in a second I didn't get back into it until sort of 98 99 because I just didn't have access to it yeah. And when I say the sort of crossover period, what I mean is when I sort of left wrestling, as it were, in the early 90s, you know, I'm thinking, I'm talking about characters and wrestlers like The Ultimate Warrior mm-hmm. and Hulk Hogan and um, Rowdy Roddy Piper, yep. uh, the, the early Undertaker. Yeah. And then as soon as I got back into it, there were all these new wrestlers that I'd never even heard of before. Mm-hmm. At this point, I think Shawn Michaels was, wasn't even in it. I think it yep. sort of had his big kind of period. Um, but Stone Cold Steve Austin was in it and The Rock was in it. And I was like, who are these? Who are these guys? Yeah. Um, you know, I think about the British Bulldog. When I read things online saying how apparently the British Bulldog was like one of the greatest sort of wrestlers and and and, and, and Brit Hitman Hart, like he was like one of the Brit Hitman Hart was like apparently like the best sort of wrestler. Yeah. 
Technically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just remember him as being the guy in the pink outfit in the early 90s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So when people talk about how amazing he was, I'm like, what, that dude? Yeah. I think we had, uh, by the sounds of it, we've had a very similar experience because yeah. I, again, I didn't, we didn't have cable. I mean, I don't know when we got cable now. I think I was yeah. already at secondary school yeah, uh, exactly. when we got cable. So I didn't have access to it on, definitely not on a weekly basis. Um yeah. What I had was, rather than um, somebody like taping it off the telly, yeah. um, I had a few VHS tapes that were, um, oh, yeah. yeah, like official WWF products, yeah, you know, that, yeah. um, that my dad picked up here and there, like, you know, and yeah. um, I had, I remember I had a Royal Rumble 93, I think. Wow. I yeah. had um, I had a whole box set of the very early WrestleManias up to i can't remember what what number it went up to but i had a box set of the yeah of the early wrestlemanias yeah and i had um like a special one on on the british bulldog nice yes do you know what i remember that i can just about see the cover oh yeah <laughs> so did what did you have it as well or i think i did yeah, yeah. I, I sort of got a few of them as well yeah and i mean obviously you know growing up as a you know as a british kid you know, he was like, oh, wow, like British Bulldog. He was, you know, he was the hero. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he'd walk into yeah. the ring with his with his dreadlocks and his yeah, Union yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was great. So, yeah, same thing. Um, I only had those uh, VHS tapes to watch. And I would, I would watch them, uh, you know, you watch them over and over again. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't watching it on a weekly basis. I wasn't like keeping no. up with the stories and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. And then I had the same thing. I had a gap in, in the mid nineties, maybe, I don't know, 94 to like, yeah, 97 or something like that. And then same, yeah. I, I came in uh, when, when we got cable and we had sky yeah. sports and I could watch it. Then I could watch Aurora's war every, every week. And um, yeah. And the same thing, exactly the same. It was like suddenly, cause it's so different, isn't it? The, the attitude era as they call it yeah, yeah compared yeah. to the golden era like like you say when you're thinking of, of wrestlers like ultimate warrior and hulk hogan and, and yeah that generation it's yeah. so different when you get to the attitude era and you and you yeah. get stone cold and and the rock and mankind and yeah it just it was a it was a completely like a different a completely different sort of brand wasn't it because the golden era was very colorful yes very um just just very um very sort of flamboyant wasn't it where this new attitude kind of era was very very raw well, very raw yeah very um very edgy very just, yeah just like the branding the font it wasn't as colorful it was black and it was red yeah um you know all of that and it took me a while to kind of in fact before i started watching wwf again um I had they, they started showing WCW on channel. 4. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, so I remember watching that and watching, you know, uh, wrestlers like Sting. Yeah. Goldberg. Uh, <laughs> but I remember thinking that was pretty edgy. And then the same as you finally managed to persuade my parents to get uh, sort of cable TV. Um, actually, it was on digital. Do you remember on digital? Yeah. 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 I do. Yeah. yeah. So I've got an on digital box. Um, and it did have Sky One, so that's when I started getting back into it. And you talk about those videos. I've, I, I remember getting a few of those videos. 
but a lot of them were like the best of. So you never really had like a storyline to follow. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. It was just a few a few matches, wasn't it? Yeah. So if you had yeah. like the British Bulldog one, which I think I actually had myself. Yeah. It was sort of like the best of the British Bulldog. So you'd see a few clips. It was never like a full match. It was never a sort of, um, well, you never got the story. No. So when I did get back into it, and obviously I was a lot older, I was a teenager, so I understood it a lot more. Um, the storyline is what really got me, is, is what really made me stick around and watch it for a few years. Yeah. Like the, like the McMahons and yes. the Generation X yeah. and Triple H and all of the that. The Corporation and the Ministry. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, and I mean, th- th- those storylines were fucking mental as well, weren't they? They were. I mean, they were absolutely mental. At that point, WWF just did not give a shit, did they? No, not at all. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched it again, I think it was just before I got um, sort of uh, on digital sort of cable. TV. It was when they started showing the Royal Rumble on Channel 4 at 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Do you remember? Yep, yep. And I remember taping it and then spending the whole day at school with literally my fingers in my ears because everyone <laughs> that had stayed up all night long watching it was then telling everyone who'd won yeah. and what had happened. And I was like, no, 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 I want to watch it when I get home. Like, absolute sort of like, talk about avoiding spoilers. <laughs> um, and I remember watching it and it was like the first time I sort of really invested back into wrestling again. And I think it was the one when Mae Young got her <laughs> got her boobs out. Oh, which, God. Um, do you remember? And it was um, JR and um, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Jerry Lawler. Jerry the Jerry King Lawler. Lawler yeah. They kept they were like, oh, my God, it's Mae Young's puppies. <laughs> and they kept calling them her puppies. Yeah. And I was like, what has happened to wrestling? <laughs> Mae Young was involved in some of the maddest things that happened. In what the... was that story about where she gave birth to a hand? God knows what that was about. It was never explained. There was this thing where her and Mark Henry, wasn't it? <laughs> like... Um... <laughs> He was, you know, the the thing is with Mark Henry is like he was this serious wrestler. He was in the Nation of Domination, and like you know, he he was he was billed as the strongest man in the world. I don't know where they got that from, but um, whether he actually did enter that competition that used to be on Channel Five. Yeah, yeah, I love uh, me too. <laughs> love. Do you remember like the woman had to get like the big um, sort of like the giant like, uh, bits of like, the rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, the that's the first. Try and put them on the. Whenever yeah. I think of that, that's the first like event that comes to my mind with those great big fucking yeah, so boulders. That, yeah, that and pulling, pulling a car. car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if Mark Henry ever entered, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, he was at one point. He was like, like I say, he was just the just one of the wrestlers. Like you know, he was the, just a serious wrestler, and and then he like he ended up in love with Mae Young and. They oh, ended up, yeah. And what was what was that? She gave birth to a hand, and then that was it. The storyline was over, and they, they, they didn't explain it. They never ever explained it, as far as I'm aware. And um, yeah, I never, I, I, I didn't, I didn't see that. I remember you telling me that, and I was like, "What?" I don't think I hadn't got back into wrestling at that point. But you told me about it years later about her giving birth. Yeah. to a hand. I was like, "Oh God!" And then um, she got. Powerbombed through <laughs> through a table <laughs> off of the stage, you know, like the stage where the Titan Tron was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubba Ray Dudley powerbombed her through a table off, of, and it's like oh, she was like this. I don't know how old she was. I mean, to me, like a <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> exactly. It's like powerbombing Sophia from the Golden Girls through a table. <laughs> 
it's a thing. Oh my god! But um, yeah, so May Young was definitely uh, involved in some of the more outrageous <laughs> <laughs> storylines oh, at the time. God, it was just um, that was it. it was, I remember, sort of, yeah, like I say, sort of going back to it and just going, "What is this?" But it was—I mean, I, I really liked it. I, I definitely got completely hooked. Yeah. But you know what else got me hooked? Not just the TV show, not not just the wrestling matches and the and the program itself, mm. but attitude the game on PlayStation. Oh yeah, 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 big time. Yeah, the games were were a big part of. Yeah. At that time, I mean, I I did have um, I had a WrestleMania game on the Mega Drive. Yes, I've got. Yeah, that. yeah, when I was a kid. Um, which was, I mean, for, at the time, it was it was fantastic. You know, it was like, oh, this is yeah, a great. Yeah. I, I loved it. I used to play it a lot. Yeah. But I remember um, that one of the characters on that game was Papa Shango, and he used to yeah. scare the shit out of me. And yeah. I, I, I never used him because I didn't want to hear his like entrance music <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> oh God! But I tell you what, I loved about because obviously what followed Attitude was 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 SmackDown the game, which was. Just unbelievable. Yeah. I remember being at school and just being itchy to get home and play. Yeah. Uh, loved it. And you could create your own characters. Yeah. You had the storylines that you could play oh, through. It was, yeah. I remember you telling me years back that your theme tune was um, the song Why Can't We? Yeah, that's friends. it. To be fair, I nicked that from The Simpsons, <laughs> though. But, <laughs> but you could, um, you, yeah, you could. I, I can't remember which one it was now, but you could use like an actual song you could get it i, I can't yeah. remember how you did yeah, it yeah, now yeah. but you could get it on yeah. there onto the game somehow yeah, yeah. yeah oh mate it was just like you could just it was so great like that, that i mean attitude the game it came out in 99 so we can talk about it um <laughs> it was just like an absolute game changer like like games like tony hawks metal gear solid grand theft auto 3, three. yeah um an attitude those were the games because i was never when it came to computer games i was never massively into sort of playing the game sort of doing level to level um and actually completing it i had no kind of interest um so games like where you could just do what you want like yeah yeah yeah. tony hawks games like that i absolutely loved because i could spend hours and hours playing them um and didn't have to worry about or, or even bother to you know think about sort of completing the level and completing. yeah i know what you mean i just I just had fun with it, and attitude was just—it was, oh, it was so good. It was so. It was. So you good. had um, Warzone before that, did you? Did you have Warzone? Or... Possibly, yeah. maybe. I, I'm so Warzone sure. was like the precursor to Attitude, and right. uh, Warzone was yeah. okay. It, you know, again, it was like compared to the earlier games. You know, because it's in 3D and everything, it was like wow. You know, at the time, but then Attitude just blew Warzone out of the water. You know. Oh mate, it was unbelievable, and like I might be getting confused with SmackDown because it's it's, it's been a while. It's been a well, it's been a long time since I've played it. But like you know, doing like a a table ladder table ladder chair match was just you know you could you could actually do that. You can you know you line the table up <laughs> and you just you know if you're one of the Dudley boys, you just literally yeah. just throw it through the the table. Or, you know you climb the ladder as a as a as a Hardy boy, and like Jeff Hardy did a swan time. Bomb onto it yeah, like I think that. that was more uh, SmackDown than Attitude. Yeah, yeah. Well. yeah but yeah, but yeah, Attitude was um, yeah, Attitude was a great game. But yeah, but again, yeah. SmackDown. When SmackDown came along, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stopped playing the other one because the other one, because the new one. Yeah, was exactly. So good. Yeah. It was so good. But I also think the reason it was so good was because you watched it as well. Yes. You, know, you watch these matches, you watch these characters, and you, like, you really fell in love with these characters, like these, these wrestlers. Yes. Yeah. And that was the great thing about the games as well, was that you could then make your own storylines and do your own things with the characters. And like certain things would happen on on the actual shows uh, that like, you know, I I remember for some reason, don't ask me why, but for some reason, X-Puck, who's I, I, I always feel like I can't say his name properly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. because so, you you feel you feel like you said X Puck. Yeah, because we don't have that natural pronunciation that the Americans yeah. have, do we? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like I should yeah. say X Pack, but that's not how yeah. they say it. So yeah, yeah. so it's, it's yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult one to say. But um, yeah, he and I I had um because he used to be the one two three kid back in back in the old yeah. days and i i remember yeah, yeah. i had having a wwf sticker album uh from around yeah. about probably about 93 94 uh and yeah. i remember having stickers of him as the one two three kid and yeah. um but yeah so he was my favorite for some reason as x-puck and um yeah they, there was a storyline where him and kane became a tag team yeah, absolutely. And I, I just loved the idea of like this big guy, small guy combination. And they, yeah, I think they yeah, even yeah. became tag team champions at one point. And uh, oh, wow. I can't remember how something happened in the end that broke them up, obviously. And I think it was X Puck turned on Kane for some reason. I can't remember exactly. I'm sure somebody out there remembers. Yeah. But um, yeah, and that was like heartbreak for me because i was like you know i was yeah, so yeah. uh just I, I just loved that storyline i loved the idea of them two being yeah. you know total opposites but they were a team yeah. yeah and um yeah yeah and but again on the games you could that didn't matter you know you could put them together still you know you could you could carry on yeah. that storyline or you could do your own storylines yeah, and yeah. and that that was what was cool yeah. about it wasn't it because you had all these characters all these wrestlers at your disposal mm. to do whatever you wanted with them yeah that's it exactly like if if a if a team like a tag team had broken up or if you or if you wanted a rematch or if you wanted to see a fight between two yeah. particular wrestlers you could do it you know you you could do it on on the game So do you know what wrestler really? I just did. I just did not understand. I did not understand the hype, um, mm. and maybe because he wasn't massively hyped when we used to watch it. Mm. Edge. Do you remember Edge? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was. Uh, I mean, Edge was. I feel exactly the same about this because I've seen on like wrestling forums on Facebook and things yeah. like that, people talking about him. And he, he became this huge star, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he became like the new rock or the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm like, Edge, bloody Edge. Yeah, I mean, t- I mean in our uh, like era, he was, he was a tag team wrestler, wasn't he? He was, just, he was. He was Edge and Christian. He was. Uh, it was him and Christian. No, Christian, I used to sometimes get confused when I first started watching it again with Chris Jericho. Christian and Chris Jericho, yeah. I suppose they kind of, not, not, also, they, they both had sort of blonde hair. They looked quite similar. Um, yeah. 
but Chris Jericho had much more. Uh, oh, what's, what's the word? Uh, like yeah. charisma and no offense oh. to Christian, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean Christian was. I mean they were almost like the silent tag team, like Christian and Edge. Because the thing was, they were completely overshadowed by the Hardy Boys, who were just cool as fuck. Yeah. Um, the Dudley Boys, who were just fucking kooky as fuck. Yeah. And then you had. What, what other tag teams did you have around that time? Um, I mean, Kane and The Undertaker joined up at one point. Yeah, Kane and Undertaker. You know, I mean, that that's like a dream tag oh, team no. as well, isn't it? You know, that was like, incredible. And then you yeah. had then you had the threesome of um, Rikishi, Scotty Too Hotty, and um, <laughs> what was his name? What was the other one called? As a grandmaster sexy, he was he was um, <laughs> Jerry Lawler's nephew or something like that. I think Jerry Lawler always reminded me visually um, what he looked like um, of Tony Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> See yeah. what I mean? He is the American version of Tony Blackburn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pickles, pickles. Um... <laughs> Tony Blackburn was a wrestling commentator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. I mean, technically, the you know, it's not far off, is it? What well, he was, he was a DJ, wasn't he? Yeah, that's it. it was a, he's so, a DJ. He could have done it. Yeah, yeah. It's not far um, off. It's just talking, isn't it? So Jerry Lawler. I'm just going to try and remind myself. I've just, I've just jumped onto Google. Jerry Lawler. Um, yeah, he was definitely more of a badass. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah, think I reckon, uh, Tony Blackburn jumps in the ring. No, I don't. I don't remember Tony Blackburn ever pile driving anyone. No, well, not not that we know of. No, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, did I say Tony Blackburn? Who am I thinking of? Yeah, Tony Blackburn. Who was the um, who was the presenter of Children in Need for many many years? Terry <laughs> Wogan. I'm thinking Terry Wogan. Oh right. <laughs> okay. Um, Terry Wogan. But back oh, to wrestling. Right. Although, for all we know, they could have had a. A little wrestle backstage. I'd love to see Tony Tony Blackburn and, and Terry Wogan as a tag team. <laughs> what was the uh, what was what was Triple H's like finishing move again? What was it? It was the, the pedigree. The pedigree. Imagine uh, Tony Blackburn pedigreeing <laughs> Terry Wogan. <laughs> Terry Wogan. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, I think it would be the other way around. To be fair, Tony Blackburn's too nice. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, he was quite. He was a. Nice old chap, wasn't he? I could, although you know, I think British wrestling. He definitely could have like hosted British wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he had the voice I mean, for it. I think Terry Wogan would have been brilliant at that, actually. Yeah, maybe yeah. not Bruce Forsyth. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> good game. Good game. <laughs> um, so what was he saying? So Edge, yeah, back to Edge. Like there was just nothing special about him, and then all of a sudden, like I sort of not that I watched it, but I think I, I flicked over or, or, or I read something a few years back. And apparently he, he he was huge, like he completely blew up. Yeah, and another one like that was um, Bradshaw. You remember Bradshaw? Yeah. He was um, he was with Farouk. He was the he was uh, they were yeah. yeah they were the acolytes, weren't they? They were like followers of the Undertaker. Uh, to be fair, Farouk had been big in the past as yeah. when he was just wrestling as Ron Simmons in WCW and yeah 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 you know um, but Bradshaw. Um, yeah, he was another one who suddenly became like he 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 was WWF champion at one point or WWE. I'm not sure yeah. at what time, but um, but yeah, and both of them, it's like it's it, you know, looking back now, you look at the Attitude Era, it's yeah. 
impossible to imagine those two going on to become the two well, of the of the big fish you know well the thing was like, if you look at attitude and you look at what you know what we would call the golden era of wrestling like the early like late 80s early 90s sort of stuff like mm. it, the late 80s early 90s you had these big big characters like these big yeah. colorful characters macho yeah. man roundy savage yeah Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior rowdy Roddy piper you know rowdy Roddy piper seemed pretty tame in comparison um, yeah <laughs> but then you had the attitude era and you had like the rock and you had stone cold and Shawn michaels and mick mm. Foley. although mankind was fucking batshit but yeah but like but again like big bold characters and yeah, yeah edge and bradshaw yeah yeah it just sort of confirms to me that i did the right thing by stopping watching when i did yeah. because i can't imagine that that they had the same pull as as the rock and stone oh, cold yeah. and you know people yeah. like that i just can't imagine them i mean being... the rock had so like the rock might not have had big colorful costumes or anything but one he had such charisma and he had oh. catchphrases yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of catchphrases. <laughs> Many catchphrases. Incredible charisma, The Rock. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. And, he's, and you know, the, the, just the eyebrow alone. Yeah. <laughs> the people's eyebrow, people's the people's elbow. elbow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. But, like, there was so much. And, like, I mean, even people like Ric Flair. Like, even as an old man, he was bloody smashing it. And he had so much charisma. Uh, charisma. He really did, though. Ric Flair, I mean, he, to be fair to him, I... I was never really a fan of Ric Flair because no. No, he, did, he did just seem like an old man, let's be honest. Yeah. By the time we were watching it, yeah. you know, he, but his, I think his best days were behind him oh, by I the agree. time we were watching it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he, he just, I, I, he was born an old man, Ric Flair. You know, <laughs> I, I look, I've seen pictures of him from like the 70s and he looked the same. Yeah, He's yeah, always yeah. looked the same. He's one of those people, like Bruce Forsyth, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seemed to change, and the same with Ric Flair. Maybe there should be like a Royal Rumble or, or a four-way match between Terry Wogan, Tony Blackburn, <laughs> Bruce Forsyth, and, and Ric Flair. Flair. <laughs> Doesn't seem yeah, fair. Really. And then yeah. and May Young, May Young could get her puppies out. And uh... <laughs> oh, oh my god, it's like I've seen enough of May Young's puppies in my life already. Oh mate, I just whenever <laughs> I think of May Young, I just think of the Golden Girls and the theme tunes in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from um, now on that's what I'll be thinking of as well yeah I, I strongly advise you too um, <laughs> but there were so many I mean there were so many do you remember like Goldust do you remember the character um, I keep wanting to say character the wrestler yeah. Goldust Goldust was uh, fantastic I think that was quite uh, an underrated um, yeah yeah character as well Goldust I think if Goldust had appeared in the 70s when glam rock was like oh yeah yeah Goldust would have been king he would have been like gold absolute dust. king. He would have been gold dust, exactly. <laughs> but um, he was um, dust, Dusty Rhodes' son, isn't it? Dustin. He's Dustin. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. Dusty Rhodes is like obviously he's a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from like you know from the earlier days of wrestling, seventies, eighties, and uh, yeah. So Dustin Rhodes is this. It was quite a weird because um, when you see him in the early nineties and sort of like, uh, in WCW yeah. when he's just wrestling as Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. It's really difficult to imagine that he went on to become gold dust. Cause it's such yeah. a, it's such a massive turnaround. I mean, gold dust was, I mean, he was literally covered in gold, wasn't he? He had like some weird yeah. and everything, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, even, I mean, you look at like Mick Foley and the different characters that he played. 
Like, I mean, he, I mean, obviously, he was commissioner Mick Foley at one point, which yeah, I thought was a yeah. great storyline. You yeah. had, um, what else did you have? Then you, um, obviously, Dude Love. Yep, Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack, yeah. and of course, Mankind. Of course, yeah. And see, Mick Foley, I think all of his personas, more so Cactus Jack and Mankind, I suppose, because he was he was wrestling, again, from the early 90s all the way through. Yeah. And um, But I think his character suited the Attitude Era more. I think that's why he became yeah. more... Not to say that he wasn't big in the early nineties, but he, yeah. you know, he obviously blew up a lot more in the, in the attitude era. And I think that's because yeah. he suited the attitude era more. I think he did Well, he wasn't, even though like dude love was a bit sort of colorful cactus Jack and especially mankind was, they were fucking brutal bloody wrestling characters. Well, like, he was known as the boiler room dweller, isn't it? As mankind. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he would like often have like hell in the cell or, or cage matches. And he would always come out just covered in blood. Yeah, you know, I mean, the punishment that guy took. Yeah. I would incredible. go so far as to say that Mick Foley was probably one of... I don't know, again, like, we've sort of said it, that I don't really care too much about the technique of the wrestlers. It's more kind of what they what they bring to the table, really, as, yeah. as a character and... The entertainment, entertainment side of it. Yeah. yeah. And I think Mick Foley was probably one of the... one of the, in, in my opinion, in my top ten, definitely. Yeah, well, this is um, this is sort of a conclusion that I've come to recently about um, Macho Man Randy Savage as well. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, people talk about, oh, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And it's impossible. You can't, you can't. Um, no, you can't. Say which one. Because each. They're also different. Yeah, exactly. Each one brings something different to the table. Yeah. But for me, Macho Man, he had everything you know he had the athleticism and the wrestling technique he had the personality and the charisma yep. uh, you know when he talked you know that ridiculous voice which was <laughs> absolutely fantastic how he did it i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. It sounds like he must have gone home with a sore throat every day yeah um, although he never seemed out of character did he no, he was always in character. I mean, I've seen pictures of him where, like, the, they'd all be out at a bar, like, and he's sitting next to, like, Shawn Michaels and Tatanka, and, and they're, like, yeah. wearing T-shirts and jeans, and he's sitting there <laughs> dressed as Macho Man Randy Savage in the full, the full get-up. <laughs> the thing is, if you were Macho Man Randy Savage, you would always be Macho Man Randy oh, Savage. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> It's you like might, one of those things yeah. where they say, always be yourself unless you can be Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah, then be Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, he was, I, mean, he, I mean, like, when I think of him, I think of him, Jake the Snake, um, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, that whole golden era, early period of... See, it's funny, because even though like, wrestling had clearly been going on for, for decades before that, like mm. British wrestling and stuff, I, in my in my eyes, because WrestleMania one was in like the eighties, wrestling didn't start until the eighties. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, when, and when when these wrestlers did come out, when we were introduced to Mick Foley and introduced to Triple H and and Degeneration X and, and and all of that, I felt like yeah, they just all of a sudden now they're wrestlers. Never mind the fact that they've probably been training and and doing this for so many years. Mm. Did you like um, D-Generation X? They were my favourite. Yeah, I loved them. Yeah. I absolutely loved the X. Um, that I just because 
it's funny. I don't know if you would call them heels because they were so over with the fans as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they yeah. were sort of they were they were naughty, weren't they? <laughs> oh, <of laughs> they, they were they were naughty boys, and they, they were, were funny. The, yeah, I mean, they were the bad boys of of they were like they were the bad boy faction, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, but um, that's it. I was I was always attracted to to those kind of characters. Yeah. You know the 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 ones that were a bit naughty or a bit cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like um, Rick Rude was one of my favourites. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Rick yeah. Rude. Uh, Rick Rude was actually one of the founding members of DX. He, oh, really? Yeah. When they when they originally started it, it was uh, Shawn Michaels. Triple H, Rick Rude, and China. Um, I don't know what happened to. I think Rick Rude got like quite a bad injury or something. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm talking like early nineties Rick Rude though, when he'd come out with like his opponent's wife <laughs> um, on his on his tights, like you know, the, <laughs> a picture of his opponent's wife on his tights, yeah, and he's yeah. standing in the middle of the ring gyrating his hips and, and stuff <laughs> like that. That's those were the sort of characters that I love because those yeah. they were more entertaining, I thought. The good yeah. guys were were more bland, like, you know, I, yeah. I didn't find them as interesting. I didn't find them as yeah engaging i liked i liked the bad guys well they were kind of like i don't know like when you think of like the avengers they were like the captain marvel the captain marvel captain america and kind of you know yeah um, yeah Thor, like the the, the heroes and what you yeah. wanted was the more sort of tony stark kind of um yeah the sort of anti-heroes yeah yeah, yeah. exactly you because you just loved them because like you say they were sort of like they were they were they were always up to no fucking good. And you knew yeah. you were going to get a good show and you were going to get a good event out of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like you always did. I remember seeing, because I remember um, X-Park used to do that thing, didn't he? Where it, it, was, the, it was like when he would say, suck it. And yeah. he would sort of like pelvic thrust and sort of thrust his hands down towards his, his yeah. heart area. Um, yeah. I remember, because during the period where I didn't, watch wrestling i didn't know this i just remember kids at school running around going suck it and just doing the sort of the suck it sort of sign and i just sort of picked that up just because they kind of did it but i remember coming home from school once in the car with my dad and my mum and we saw a kid who was in my brother's class who is four years younger than me um we saw him literally stop in the street and just go suck it and just sort of do the sort of pelvic thrust kind of thing and he must have been what maybe eight <laughs> and I remember me, my mum, and all of us because we didn't know what it was. We all went, "What? What was that?" <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? Because when you when you look back and you watch some of the old shows, like some of the old yeah. Raws or yeah. SmackDown or whatever, some of the stuff that used to go on there, and there's kids yeah. in the crowd, yeah. you know, and there's Stone Cold Steve Austin, like you know, giving people the middle finger, and and yeah, yeah and DX doing that kind of stuff, and yeah, you know. If it wasn't really a kid's, really, even though it was like family sports entertainment, it wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I used to walk around. I, I used to walk around with, uh, you know, Billy Gunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was known as Mr. Ass. And I, I used to walk around with a Mr. Ass teacher. I was about 13, 14 years old. <laughs> and it says Mr. Ass on it and then like big pair of green lips. Oh, my God. I love, I'm not a tune. Oh, was, and also, <laughs> do you remember Billy Gunn's theme tune? 
What was his thing? I'm an ass man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely mental. You walking uh, around the house wearing that t-shirt, singing, <laughs> singing that song. <laughs> oh, oh mate, that's hilarious. But it's like that whole sort of thing, like you know. It's like, do you remember when like Power Rangers got kind of like got got some stick and was saying how it was sort of teaching kids to be violent and stuff like that because some kid had sort of I don't know kicked someone like pretending to be yeah one of the yeah like there was never really any of that with wrestling it was there was never I mean you know you get at the end do not try this at home but yeah we were all fucking trying it we were oh. all beating each other up and trying wrestling moves on each other I, I remember someone literally getting DDT'd yeah. It's such a dangerous move, man. It, it, you know, you you you're smashing someone's head into the floor. That's what a DDT is. Yeah, but none know? of this. The thing is, we weren't. You know, we're not trained. Of course <laughs> not. We were 13 years old, and we were like, "Yeah, I can do that." And all you see was some kid go flying through the air, and another kid grab his head and just slam him to the floor. <laughs> we had uh, my school. We had a, a proper federation. Like we, it was called the SWF because it, our school was a Salesian college. Yeah, yeah. So it was the Salesian Wrestling Federation. SWF. Oh, of course it was. And I remember <laughs> Clifford um, we, uh, giving me a back body drop on the uh, on the grass one time. Yeah. And I totally fucked up my leg, and I had to go to the school office and and tell them that I hurt it like like running or something because I couldn't tell them we were doing wrestling moves on each other. You know. I'm sure that's called bullying. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, gave as good as I got. I remember Clifford yeah. getting stuck in the art room window actually. Fun one time, <laughs> somebody whipped him, and he sort of jumped up as he as he went over towards the door. And there was a window in the door, and he got stuck in the window. Oh my god! And uh, we all ran oh. off and left him there. <laughs> I fully believe it. Um, we I mean, we didn't have a, like a federation, but I remember we had this one day at school. And it must have been after like a Royal Rumble or something that had been on. So clearly everyone was all buzzed about it. And we, it, the idea was to go through the whole day and you had to literally just beat people up and get them to either pin them or, um, or get them to submit. Yeah. You submitted or you were pinned, you were out. And literally the whole fucking year was involved in this. Every, yeah. every guy in the year was involved in it. And you'd either, like, you'd, you'd either have tag teams or you'd be like a threesome or you'd be on your own. And you'd be like walking down the corridor and someone would grab you and get you in a headlock or something. And then they'd go, or they wouldn't actually do the move on you, but they'd threaten to do the move on you. And you'd be like, no, no, I submit, I submit. It's uh, <laughs> so fucking dangerous though. Wasn't it was. It? And this is it. So we're talking about kind of like it being a kid's show. Do not try this at home. We most certainly did try all of this at home. Yeah. Nobody listened to that. I used to suplex my brother all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i it's, loved uh, it i absolutely i at the time i absolutely bloody loved it i really oh did. yeah of course yeah and it's funny because um we didn't really have that much influence from british wrestling no not well, at all there were i'm sure there were some well i'm sure there still are some british yeah. wrestling promotions around but um i mean i never saw any any British yeah. wrestling on, on television or anything like that. I, mean, I don't yeah. know about you. I remember, I saw a little bit. They used to do this, they used to do sort of British wrestling on a, on a Saturday afternoon um, on ITV. Um, oh, okay. But for a very short period of time. I remember I used to watch a bit of that and I saw a bit of British wrestling when I was on holiday, like at a holiday camp in the Isle of Wight many, many years ago. Right. But, but that's kind of it. It never took off like it did 
No. Like, like, I, don't I mean, think way, we're not as yeah. we're not as good as the uh, the entertainment side, are we? I think that's that's part of it. Like you get the odd <laughs> British wrestler over there, and <laughs> um, and they they'd be, you know, the British they're wrestlers British, over there yeah. were always like their their thing was that they were British. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Could you imagine like some of the great catchphrases like? You know, from the rock, like, can you smell what a rock? <laughs> Imagine a British guy or not, you know. Yeah. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> it's it just, just not got the same. Say, no. No, not it's not got the same all. effect, has it? No. No. But, no. But, um, but wrestling wasn't just wrestling, though, was it? It was like it was everything that went with it. It was the action figures. It was. I remember I used to have like t-shirts and and and, and jeans with like wrestlers on and and like yeah. all those bold kind of fluorescent pinks and greens and yellows and blues. You know, it was, you know, backpacks, things like that. It wasn't just, it was the whole, it was the whole thing. When you were a kid, it wasn't necessarily the matches. When I was, a, when I, I'm talking about the golden era now, I didn't really, mm. it wasn't even the matches I was really massively into. It was just the wrestlers. It was them. Yeah. It was just the, the idea of the whole thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like you say, I had, the, I had the, um, a backpack that I can picture so clearly now that yeah. I used to, uh, used for uh, primary school and it was green and blue it had the wwf logo it had hulk hogan ultimate warrior uh, legion of doom were on it i'm not sure there might have been one or two others but um yeah i had i had that i had all the all the figures in fact funnily enough the other day i was going through some boxes and i found my honky tonk man figure Uh, yeah uh, he was like elvis wasn't he yeah exactly yeah that was his that was his thing and i know i had i had a load of them i had a load of them. i had hulk hogan yeah, I had yeah. ultimate warrior i had big boss man yeah um sergeant slaughter oh, sergeant slaughter yeah yeah yeah, like yeah. i had coco beware I, yeah like yeah. Just, yeah loads of the figures um and then yeah it was i mean video games yep you know yep. We spoke about the vhs's as well yeah and yeah, just so, there was so much merchandise out there. But one thing that I always, when I watch old episodes now of Raw, one thing that you always see people in the crowd eating these ice cream, like ice lollies. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they had a picture of one of the wrestlers on it, like Hulk Hogan or Bret Hart or someone yeah, like that. Like you a know? souvenir. Yeah, and I'm always like, oh, I wish I, I never got to try one. They were probably, <laughs> rubbish. You know, they they didn't really look like much, but I'm still jealous that I never got to try one. Yeah, it, that's the thing. It's not even. It was just the whole thing, wasn't it? It was like, like if you walk down the market now, you wouldn't see any much to do with wrestling. But when we were kids, if you walk through one of your local sort of markets, like Watney Market or mm. or Christie or or the Roman or something, mm. you would see so much wrestling kind of merchandise. Yeah, it, you would. Yeah, You'd see yeah. T-shirts on, on on clothes stores, or you see wrestling action figures, or, or lunch boxes, or something. It was just, yeah. it was, it was so present, like to the point where now, like now, I have no idea who, who, who you know, who, who even wrestles anymore. No, I think no. I read something recently that The Rock is going back to wrestling, and I was just like, yeah, yeah. where fifteen, twenty years, well, fifteen years ago, well, no, twenty years ago, I was massively. I would have been completely buzzed about that. Completely. Oh yeah. About that idea. Um, Absolutely. But I, I think I kind of stopped watching it around 2002, 2003, probably around yeah, the same, same time I stopped watching the Simpsons as well. Yeah. Same. Yeah. 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 So I, I think the nineties definitely was that sort of golden period of, I mean, everything, 
but um, especially wrestling. I think it was because you had the the, um, the literally the golden era, as it's known. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think you know mostly started in the 80s but it carried over into the into the early 90s and you had those as we've spoken about you know we had those big big personalities two of those personalities by the way Mm. two of the you know when you think of wrestling particularly the 80s and 90s two of the people that would come straight to your mind hulk hogan and macho man randy savage right Yeah. Yeah, yeah now they at one point were even a tag team they were the mega powers they were a tag team one thing I've learned recently, which has sort of, you know, ruined my memories of, yeah, yeah. of those days, is that they had quite a lot of beef by the sounds of it. Oh, what, they off camera? They, yeah, they didn't get oh, really? on. Yeah, which is, uh, I find that quite sad. It but is sad. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised either, to be honest. I mean, they're big yeah. egos, aren't they? Big, big, big egos. And it seems like something went on behind the scenes with Macho Man's wife. <laughs> um, <you know. laughs> well, I've got an image of, of, of Hulk Hogan doing that thing where he does with his with his ears, where he gets the crowd to kind of cheer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we, we won't get too far into that, but obviously, like I say, it carried over, and yeah. um, and they there's there's even a video on uh, YouTube mm. of Macho Man like calling Hulk Hogan out. Oh wow! Like, yeah, like for a real fight, he's he's standing there and he's saying like. Um, let's have the first real fight in professional wrestling and uh, all the proceeds will go to charity and, and, and all this. And, and then he basically says that Hulk Hogan like wussed out. That he didn't want to take, really? didn't want to take him on in a real fight. <laughs> Your situation with me and Hulk Hogan is just, uh, we've been acquaintances at best, never been best friends, never been friends, uh, just a business type thing on the television. Everybody knows it's sports entertainment, entertaining the wrestling fans, but, uh, uh, sometimes what goes on behind the scenes is stronger than the soap opera on the videoscope. And that's what happened with me and Hulk Hogan. His real name is Terry Bollea. My real name is Randy Poffo. And he disrespected me and my family through the media waves, you know. Yeah. Instead of you having a problem with me, you call me to the side man to man. We talk about it. We agree to disagree. We have a fight. We have an adult beverage. Whatever. Right. Man to man. That's how men do. Mano y mano. Okay. That's how that's we not do. The, that's not the way he does it. Yeah. He's a wuss. You yeah. see what I'm saying? He goes on the airwaves and he disrespects me. He gives me a shot over the radio. He gives me a shot over the TV. He gives me a shot over the internet uh, here and there. But nothing face to face. Nothing face to face. Nothing face to face. You got it? And so uh, that's the deal. So I challenged him two years ago to uh, all the money, all the proceeds, all the pay-per-view revenue, all the merchandising. You know what I'm talking about, Gorgeous George? Everything going to the charity, the children's hospital. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with the children's hospital? What's wrong with supporting the children's hospital? He's done well in this business. I've done well in this business. I'm talking about giving back. And then calling him in the ring and we have the first real fight in professional wrestling the first real fight in the ring a real fight a real fight between hulk hogan and the macho man randy savage what's wrong with that hulk hogan what's wrong with that you coward what's wrong with that you wuss i mean to be fair of the two of them macho man seemed more I don't know. He's, he's seen the one more on the edge, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think he, he was more of a... I th- he's one of the ones that seems 
to me to be like he was a genuine hard man like you know yeah, he didn't, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. want to mess with him no that's so, yeah. it yeah you would you would not want to mess with sort of macho man and not that you'd want to mess with bloody any of them but he looked no. a bit <laughs> kind of I don't know like, like you look at, you think about the rock and you think about the way he presents himself he seems actually like a really nice bloke um, yeah but macho man as you say i don't think he wasn't macho man off off camera or, or out of the ring i think he always was macho man randy savage yeah exactly yeah yeah but hulk hogan which is, which I mean, is part was, of his charm yeah well that's it exactly it was definitely part of his charm part of his sort of personality i yeah. mean hulk hogan went through i mean he you know he did a few movies didn't he He did like mr nanny and yeah. um, suburban commando and stuff he yeah. was like the real face of wwf wrestling in that time and then he yeah. moved his wcw didn't he? he became hollywood hogan yeah, yeah, one of the greatest heel turns of all time, and yeah. um, I've I've got to say, I think I prefer them as Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I kind of like, I like the whole, I don't know, I like you know the whole sort of black and blonde kind of thing. Yeah, because yeah. he was like the was he the the leader of the NWO? He was definitely one of the big players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the NWO were WCW's uh, sort of well, I want to say that their answer to DX, but I, I think NWO. I'm not sure which one came first, to be honest, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they were they were sort of the bad boys of WCW, weren't they? And um, yeah. but again, you know, they were they were sort of like anti-heroes because although they were supposed to be the bad boys, yeah. you know, a lot of people loved them because of that. You know, you had Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, and they were, you know, like I say, but then that's. For me, like I said earlier, I preferred those kind of characters, so I was drawn to that yeah, anyway. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, that was at the time where you had the what is known as the Monday Night Wars as well, isn't it? Between yeah, yeah. WWF and WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I so yeah, it was either Raw on a Monday or um, or, or WCW. So you either kind of yeah, Nitro. That was it, Nitro. Yeah, yeah. Before I managed to get back into WWF because I did um, because I didn't have sort of sky or cable tv i was watching a bit of wcw and i wasn't i, mean, I wasn't massively into it like mm. i did none of them really i mean the only one that really grabbed me to be honest was sting do you remember sting yeah yeah sting was fantastic yeah like sting was great i remember I'd, I'd, i've got an action figure of sting um i don't he had sort of like blonde hair and almost like ultimate warrior-esque face yeah face. yeah and then all that's the early time, 90s sting isn't it surface yeah. thing as they yeah call yeah them. And then, and then, sort of late nineties and sort of mid to late nineties thing was almost like Brendan Lee, kind of the crow looking. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think he did take. Um, yeah, you think he did take uh, some inspiration from the crow from the film. Yeah, yeah, from, yeah. From his look there, but him and uh, yeah, he's he's one of the ones that he went through the whole decade, and you know he. He successfully reinvented himself with that oh, look, yeah. didn't he? You know, because obviously things had changed and the product now in the late nineties was much more edgy and in your face and yeah. you know, the those characters, those big bright, colourful characters from the early nineties were gone. And now it wasn't it it was, it was more darker, focused. It? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And um you know, you had more sort of serious storylines going on instead of these like crazy comic book things that would go on in the early nineties. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, you had uh, these these crazy things like Stone Cold being run over <laughs> by, <laughs> by, by Rikishi. Rikishi. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I remember two storylines involving the big boss man. Now the big boss man was another one. Like when you look back at him in the early nineties, okay. Yeah. He was always like a serious character, but then in the late nineties, like I say, there's two storylines in particular that I always remember with the bog, big, the bog boss man, the, the big boss man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's um, one of them where he, he had like a feud with Al Snow. Do you remember Al Snow? Vaguely. He was a, like yeah. a, one of the hardcore uh, wrestlers and he used to carry that head around with him. Yeah, and no, I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music was, what does everybody want? And everyone was shout, head. <laughs> <laughs> See, this show, was, wrestling was not for kids. Another one, another example. And um, he, uh, at one point, he, I don't know why, don't ask me why, I can't remember. But at one point, he swapped the the head for a little like chihuahua yeah and uh yeah and he had this uh feud with big boss man that went on for i don't know how long and they ended up there was one like little skit of um how snow and yeah. the big boss man and the big boss man was like cooking dinner for him and it turned out that it was the dog <laughs> Oh my God. He fed him, he fed he us. Fed like dog. Dog. Yeah. Which actually um, dates all the way back to uh, Shakespeare's Titus Andronicus. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what they had in mind. Exactly. I mean, she, I mean, she yeah. doesn't, they don't, well, even worse, they don't feed her her dog, they feed her her, her two children. Yeah, slightly worse, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that some is. people's animals, they like their children. So True, true. Um, <laughs> but true. speaking of, uh, speaking of um, dead family members as well, the <laughs> other crazy storyline that I remember with the big boss man was where yeah. he he stole the big show's dad's coffin like at the funeral <laughs> he came in with with like a car and like I can't, I can't even remember exactly he tied the coffin to the back of the car oh, and God. drove off with it do you know what though I used to watch wrestling and watch storylines like this and whilst I knew that the actual wrestling itself wasn't real although part of me was thinking maybe it probably is yeah I thought the storylines were real. Like, honestly, it was like, no matter how <laughs> fucking batshit they were. Yeah, like, you'd be totally drawn into them, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, massively. I honestly believed them. I was like, well, no, of course this is real. Of course it's real. It's true. Speaking of, being, you know, it being real. Yeah, okay, fair enough. The wrestling itself wasn't real. But, yeah. I mean, what they put their bodies through, that was bloody real. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, you can't, you can't knock them for that. They, I mean, for a start, just to get into the shape that they've got to get into well, exactly. to be able to do all the things that they do, is one yeah. thing. And then, yeah, and then what they put themselves through with the, you know, I mean, Mick Foley's the perfect example of that. Yeah. We were talking about earlier the amount of chair shots to the head that guy must have taken over his career. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just, what do you I mean. Think? Yeah, it might be fake, but you get hit over the head with a chair like 200 times, it's going to have some sort of effect, doesn't it? Well, this, of course it is. And it's like, you know, you think about like Jeff Hardy when he used to do like the swan time bomb off the turnbuckle or off a ladder. Like, yeah. Just because you're doing the move and it hurts your opponent doesn't mean it's not going to hurt you. Yeah, and I mean, those things could go wrong as well. I mean, now, when I was a kid, I'd just watch it and be like, oh, amazing, like, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah. all the different things that they're doing. But now, when I look back at it, I think, oh my God, what if it goes wrong? Well, <laughs> and there's that, yeah, it did, it, it would do. And there's that famous um, one with uh, Psycho Sid Vicious where he jumps off the off the top rope in the WCW and just snaps his leg in half. And that wasn't even like, that wasn't one of these big, you know, yeah. maneuvers. 
just it landed just, in a certain way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh. just fucking snapped his leg in half, man. Well, it's like horrific. um, it's like Owen Hart, because obviously Owen Hart died. I mean, it wasn't even it wasn't that he was wrestling and he did like a wrestling move or anything. He was no. about to be lowered into the arena, lowered into the ring from mm-hmm. the top of the arena. And um, what happened? Something did something snap or did something? Yeah, it was. I don't, I'm not sure if it was the actual harness that he was in or the yeah. cord or something like that. But yeah, something snapped and he he landed like. I'm not sure if he landed like straight. I think he sort of landed on the ropes or something. And yeah, yeah. But I mean, either way, to drop from that height, you know, obviously it was. I'm not sure if it was if he died like on the spot or. Yeah, it was definitely. It was definitely during the the event that he he died and he passed away because um, Jr. had to tell the audience, not not the live audience, because they were all just mm. they were still there. They were still just kind of watching everything play out. Yeah. But, but he told the audience at home, he told the camera, uh, he spoke to the camera, telling really? everyone that um, he just had the news that Owen Hart had passed away. Really? They said that he said that on the show? On, the, on, the, on show. the show. Yeah, and I, watched, I actually watched an interview with him like, um, last week talking about it because mm. I never actually saw it happen. Like, I, didn't, I wasn't watching this event because I think it might have been like a pay-per-view event or something. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, which I didn't have access to. So I didn't Over the it. Edge, I think it was called. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. did... I, I I just found out about it through people at school. People at school were talking about it. And mm. um, I think my cousins were talking about it as well. Um, mm. So I didn't know, I didn't see it or anything, but I recently watched like a documentary, like a short documentary on YouTube about it. And JR was being interviewed and he said mm. that he literally had to just sort of improvise on the spot and yeah. just basically tell everyone at home what had happened um, and that Owen Hart had passed away. That's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy that they carried on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I my memory of it is that I, because I used to tape all the pay per views because obviously, you know, living living in the UK, yeah, we were you know we're how many hours in front of the US depending on the time zone and all that, yeah. So you know, for us it would be in the middle of the night, wouldn't it? It would be like two o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah. So I used to program my my video to tape to start taping whatever channel it was on yeah. at whatever time yeah so um my memory of it is uh, you know go going to bed setting the video going to bed going to sleep and then when i woke up in the morning it was already all over the news it was on uh, i think i think um because my mum used to have gmtv on while i was getting yeah, ready for yeah. school and it was they were reporting it on there yeah. So, you know, obviously just blows your mind. And then, you know, we went into school and like, like you say, everyone's talking about it there. And uh, yeah, it just goes to show you. I mean, they do all these things for to entertain people and to entertain the people that are there in the arena and all over the world. And they are taking their lives in their hands sometimes. Oh, of course they are. They're massively. I mean, you, like I say, you can call it as fake as you like, but mm. Harry Hart died. And, you know, other people have, you know, they've had how many breaks, how many broken bones, how many yeah. you know, concussions and, 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 and cuts and bruises. And, you know, I mean, also just like the, the mental toll that it must take. I mean, look at, I mean, someone like Jake the Snake. I watched a documentary about Jake the Snake a few mm. years back. It was fantastic. It was on Netflix. And he was talking about all the addiction, you know, the addiction that he had. Um, yeah. And just that sort of downward spiral, really. And kind of like when... When, w, when WWF or the wrestling 
federation doesn't want you anymore. Mm. You know, what, what, what happens next? You've spent your whole life being this wrestler, being this character. And now what, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's so, it. People don't think about that sort of thing. Do you? No, of course not. And so, you know, addiction was kind of rife and you kind of understand it really. Um, yeah. But you know, not everyone can be the rock. Not everyone could just go and have a Hollywood career and then come back and be a wrestler again. Like not, no. that doesn't work for everyone. Yeah. And so it's the same as any, any yeah. sport or any profession, I suppose, where you get yeah. the people that are at the very top, but for, for every one of those, there must be a hundred that, that don't quite make it or, yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, you think about some of those wrestlers who weren't as high profile as, as you know, the rock stone cold Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior and stuff mm. like they sort of might've had a short career in the world wrestling federation. They got their bodies to a certain you know, uh, place, you know, they've got themselves mm. a career to a certain place. And then when it's over, what, what then? Well, exactly. I mean, not everyone could be Ric Flair. No, no <laughs> Ric Flair is just going to keep going forever. I think <laughs> <laughs> he's immortal. He is immortal. He really is. But like there was, there was, there was, there's so much more to it than just, you know, the entertainment side of it. You know, there's, as you know, the politics of it, the feuds, the, you know the 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 addiction the mental health mm. the physical harm you know whilst we're sitting there in, enjoying it there's so much going on behind the scenes that we just don't even know about one of my favorite wrestlers was Shawn michaels he was always yeah. one of my favorites because again he he fitted that profile of the person that i liked he was cocky yeah. and arrogant and full yeah. of himself and but he he was really good as well. So, yeah. you know, he was a fantastic athlete. His matches were always good. It was, you know, he, he had the charisma and everything. And you, you did have that, that gap that was left when Hogan, um, sort of called it quits in, yeah, yeah. in the mid nineties and, and went off to become a, a Hollywood star and it didn't quite work out and he ended up coming back and he went back to WCW. There was that gap in the WWF, where they yeah. didn't really have that sort of, I mean, there, there was Shawn Michaels. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Bret Hart were probably the two big ones at that time. Mr. Perfect is another one that people always talk about. They say, Oh, it's a, you know, it's a disgrace that he was never a champ, like proper WWF champ. I mean, I think the, the highest he ever got was intercontinental champion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was never like WWF champ, and and people always say why why was it? I, I love Mister Perfect, you know. I thought he was great. Again, he was another one of those where he was, he was arrogant and cocky, yeah. and um, and I love that sort of thing. And and again, you know, you watch his matches and you can see, yeah, he was a good athlete, and uh, you know, he he made the the person he was, uh, you know, going up against look good. And but as a kid, you're not thinking about all that sort of no, stuff are you you're just no. you're just thinking about the yeah about the charisma and the personality of the person how how sort of big and bold they are and, and that's why i think people like hulk hogan yeah uh, was you know they were they were the ones at the top because they had that draw to them they, did. You know? they really did it's, it's about what you're what you know as you say what you're attracted to and what it is that 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 um is that, that draws you to them. I and mean, with someone yeah. like Hulk Hogan, I, like, I used to love the ultimate warrior because he just looked fucking great. He had this yeah. big old yeah. sort of face paint. He had colorful kind of things on his arms and he was just, you know, he was really sort of interesting. He looked to the part, didn't he? He yeah. did. And that's it. When I think of wrestlers, that's what I think of. 
Yeah, you know, yeah that, exactly. that's kind of what I think of. And it's yeah. interesting because you had two sort of camps, didn't you? You had the camps that were, you had the wrestlers that were really almost like caricature. And then you had the ones where they were just sort of themselves. So, so yeah, Shawn Michaels yeah, yeah. was very much just kind of a very sort of, you know, Shawn Michaels, The Rock, Stone Cold, uh, Chris Jericho. They were just kind of themselves as, as wrestlers, as, as, as sportsmen. Yeah. But then you had, you know, the Hulk Hogan's and the Macho Man and the, the Undertaker. Yeah. They were just big old bold characters, but they could also wrestle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, The Undertaker is another one of those ones who's reinvented himself. Oh, he's reinvented yeah, himself yeah. rather. Yeah, throughout, you know, he's he's done different gimmicks. He's always been The Undertaker. Yeah. But um, yeah, but he's sort of whatever is going on at the time, he was able yeah. to adapt. And um, like I remember when he was uh, the leader of the ministry, yeah, uh, that was fantastic. That's my favorite Undertaker ministry yeah, Undertaker. Yeah, we, we, because he was dark and scary. Yeah, no, no, uh, I don't know if he used the hat, hat at that time. That was earlier, I think. That was that earlier. Was very early, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about like you know the ministry was like him and um, I remember Viscera. Oh, um, I know. I remember this. Yeah, yeah the yeah. acolytes. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were, yeah. It was, it was dark and uh, and and quiet. Some of the stuff that I'm, I'm pretty sure they they like crucified Stephanie McMahon at some point <laughs> or something like that. You know, some of the stuff that they that they did was um was was dark. But that was yeah. what kept you watching, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, the, yeah, those yeah, yeah. Sort of mad storylines that you wanted to see what happened next. Yeah, well, that's it. It was. That's exactly what it. You you never knew what was going to happen next. Like you'd be sitting there watching one episode, or you know, when I say episode, I mean before a match where they'd be <laughs> yeah. sort of going at it in the ring, like not actually fighting, but just all, all verbal stuff. And yeah. you could hear the theme, the theme music of someone else, and then they'd come yeah. in and and yeah. go wild. And there was something so special about watching it when, let's say, Stone Cold hadn't been in it for a year or two, and no one expected yeah. Stone Cold to turn up, and then you'd have. Man and I don't know Triple H sort of arguing in the ring. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you hear Stone Cold <laughs> theme theme music, and the whole audience just erupts. And the thing is, Stone Cold's uh, theme music in particular is so iconic, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, yeah. the the glass smashing at the beginning. Yeah. As soon as you heard that, everyone would like be on their feet and like yeah. you know yeah, cheer, yeah, yeah. and then he'd come out, you know, doing that walk that he did to the ring, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know what theme tune I absolutely love? Um, the Big Show. <laughs> Are you serious? I love The Big Show. We're it's here. fucking off. It's The Big Show. <laughs> I hated that. Oh, it was brilliant. Listen, you knew what it was about. You knew who it was. <laughs> well, yeah. Can't argue with that. No, my favourite theme tunes were like Chris Jericho's. Yeah. Uh, DX's one was, was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I used to speaking of DEX, you know, you had the the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Billy Gunn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. used to come to the ring, and Road Dog used to do that. Uh, what was it he used to say? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Degeneration yeah. X proudly brings to you it's WWF Tag Team Champions of the World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh you my God. Do it all with him and everything. It, yeah, yeah, you would. You really. I mean, that's the thing. You would. You join in, wouldn't you? You join in. Yeah. With, like as soon as like they were about to say their catchphrase, you would just join in. You knew what it was, and you hear <laughs> the whole audience just fucking say it and shout back. Yeah. Oh mate. You wanted you to know, emulate what the, the things that they were doing, like 
in my school as well another big thing was that that thing that triple h used to do with the water where he'd spit the water out yeah yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> literally put the water in and just blow it out yeah, yeah. sorry were you gonna say i was gonna say i was on a website um where it has the top 50 um wwf wrestlers according to this website wwf specifically actually no actually not wwf specifically um it just says wrestlers so the best w okay. actually no sorry i'm talking utter rubbish i've gone <laughs> on the website so on the website it's the best wwe superstars of the 90s okay of the 90s. now i find that that uh that head that 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 title quite problematic because yeah it's very problematic <laughs> but in the 90s it wasn't wwe it wasn't wwe exactly yeah so it makes no sense but would you like me to go down the list and i would love you, you to the top 10 or would you like the top 20 let's let's do the top 10 yeah. all right let's do the top 10 so at number 10 we have kane kane at number 10 okay yeah kane yeah. number 10 at number nine roddy piper Okay, I was never never a big fan of Ready Piper nah, to be honest, but I can no, I sort of, I can see the attraction. So okay, fair enough. Well, I didn't know this until recently, but he was a baddie. He was he was a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he was a hero, but I was clearly cheering for the wrong side. Um, yeah. <laughs> number eight, your guy Randy Savage. Ah, oh, see, he should be at number one. <laughs> <laughs> and the photo that's uh that's on this website as well he looks like a number one but he's yeah oh, he'd be pissed if he knew he was number eight so number seven mick foley yeah okay you know not not one of the most technically amazing wrestlers but no. again what you said what what he gave to the to the sport i suppose if you want to call it that you know yeah i actually i would put him Fair higher enough. to be honest yeah i'd probably put him higher as well based yeah. on like i say everything that he did yeah um uh, number six bret hart oh bret hart only at number six there's yeah. going to be a lot of uh a lot of people fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cousin for one i won't tell him um <laughs> number five sean michaels okay yeah fair yeah. enough number four hulk hogan Oh, only number four, Hulk Hogan. Okay. Hulk Hogan, yeah. Um, yeah. Number three, The Rock. Yeah, yeah, okay. Number two, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold's at number two. So who's at number one? Number one. Uh, I think I've got it. Go on. The Undertaker. Undertaker, yeah, okay, yeah. So The Undertaker's, that's fair enough. I, I wouldn't be my number one. But um, I can understand that. Again, it's a similar thing to Mick Foley. You know, he gave so much of his life to the business and everything. He so he yeah. really did. I'm going to actually, this is actually not a top 50. It's top 100, I think. So I'm going to oh, go wow. and find out who number one. You're not going to do the whole 100. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> D'Lo Brown. What, number 100? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, D'Lo Brown. I like D'Lo Brown. Yeah, Brown. He, he's number one hundred. Bloody hell! But you know what's interesting? Going far, going all the way back, he's seen some wrestlers that I've completely forgotten all about. Um, Val Venus, do you remember Val Venus? Yeah, he's another one. You know, he'd be NSFW these days, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. I yeah, like Shane McMahon. No, but you've got to admit, like you know, when you watch some of his, I mean, he wasn't like. You know, he was the son of the oh, boss, yeah. so like you know, but so he wasn't like I never felt like he was like a wrestler, wrestler. Yeah. But some of the some of the matches he had were pretty entertaining, to be fair. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, he always got caught up in these good storylines, so that's why. Oh yeah, yeah. It was always yeah. kind of good. Um, hardcore Holly, remember Hardcore? Oh, I loved Hardcore Holly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great. Um, and uh, who else we got? Road Dog, Ken yeah. Shamrock. Oh, Ken Shamrock. Yeah. Was he? They used to call him the most dangerous man in the world, or something like that. I mean, he looks fucking insane. He was a psycho. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one, one I've just noticed that you didn't mention in the top ten was Ric Flair. No, Ric Flair is fifteen. I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't believe that because that's again, like I, I said, to... sorry, go on. I said that's why I wanted to give you the top twenty because actually there were some pretty, there were some gems in the top twenty in 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 uh, between ten and twenty. Oh, okay, give me a quick rundown then of up to twenty. I will. Twenty was the British Bulldog. Yeah. Nineteen, the Road Warriors. What they got lumped together? Yeah, which is bizarre because oh. actually they're, they're yeah they're together, but also down here individually as well. Just very uh, quickly, while we're talking about Road Warriors, or also known as Legion of Doom, of course, yeah. uh, I have this shows you how much wrestling was in my consciousness as a child, right? Because yeah. I must have been about five or six, and I've got a very vivid memory of a dream that I had um, of I was standing in a in a WWF ring. Yeah, the classic old blue ring with the uh, red, white, and blue yeah, yeah, yeah. ropes. Yeah, and uh, standing in the ring, and uh, with my sister, and we're standing there, sort of like, "What's going on?" And then all of a sudden, the Legion of Doom got introduced, and it's like, "Oh, you're taking on the Legion of Doom!" And I was like, <laughs> what? And I can still, to this day, remember the terror that oh, I felt of oh. like seeing them come out with their body armor and that <laughs> like you know I was like oh my god we gotta take on these guys. Oh my god. I can imagine you sort of standing behind the ropes and your sister being in the middle just that sort of standing there. <laughs> <laughs> my sister on. probably would have took come them on. on, yeah. Yeah exactly. <laughs> no no I'm good. I'm good. You go for it. You go for it. <laughs> yeah oh. don't tag me. <laughs> don't tag me. Don't tag me. Um you got it. who's the rest? <laughs> God. Um, back to the, the 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 what's it called the list. Number eighteen is Triple H. Okay, yeah. Seventeen is Chris Jericho. Love him, love him, love Chris Jericho. Yeah. Yep. Sixteen, Andre the Giant. Oh, okay. Another one that I'm surprised he isn't higher. Yeah. Fifteen, Ric Flair. Ric Flair, the Nature Boy. Yep. Fourteen, the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Thirteen, Razor Ramon. Oh, okay. Twelve. Goldberg, ah, eleven Sting, and then Kane. yeah, and then the top ten. So I don't know who compiled that list because uh, it's that's uh, quite quite controversial, I'd say. Because when yeah. when you look at the uh, again, like we said, you if you go onto these wrestling groups on Facebook or whatever, mm. one big theme is that wrestlers like Goldberg and the Ultimate Warrior. Although they had the physique and they looked the part and everything, apparently they were, you know, not really fan favourites because they weren't very good. Yeah. <laughs> like they weren't they weren't great wrestlers, you yeah. know, technically. Yeah. Which like they'd really be quite stiff and they didn't use a lot of moves and things yeah. like that. I see again, I'll say it again, I just I, that never that never bothered me. That was never something that really I was just about the characters and about the storylines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm surprised that that this list, you know, it must have been made by somebody who's who's obviously a massive fan. Yeah. And you know, you would expect. I mean, Ric Flair at 15. Wow, Ric yeah. Flair is one of the big, 
you know, influences in wrestling of all time. You know, I, I would have definitely had him in the top five. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ric Flair is Ric Flair. Like, you can't... My, my dad bloody loved Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. We should that into wrestling then? Or? Not at all. <laughs> 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 Just Ric Flair. Yeah, he'd like, sit and watch some sometimes if I was watching it. And he'd be like, oh, Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair. <laughs> No yeah, I can, I can see the attraction for, yeah. for Ric Flair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my dad hated wrestling. He hated <laughs> it. And we would have arguments, you know, I'd be watching it. Oh, why are you watching this crap? You know, it's all fake and all that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I'd, you know, I'd be arguing. But, but to be fair to him, he did, he did take me and my cousin and, and one of our mates. Uh, we, we went to see a couple of WCW events. Around about the year 2000. Yeah. Yeah, which was which was pretty cool. You know, he sat there <laughs> like with face like a smacked ass throughout the whole thing because he didn't. <laughs> like but but at least he, he you know he took us. <laughs> that, that is, uh, I never went. I always wanted to go, but I never. My dad used to say all the time, "I'll take you, I'll take you," and he never did. So oh, I there you go. You should have come with us. I should have done, mate. I should have done. Yeah, I I'm still quite disappointed that I never got to go to a WWF event though. It was WCW. Yeah. I know what you mean. I used to have like the posters on my wall. And I'd be like, my, dad, my, my dad told me, he said, oh, they'll come over to the UK and you can watch it. And I'd be like, oh, that'd be amazing. And then, yeah. you know. Just you never panned out that way. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Never it's mind. tough. It's tough being a parent, mate. I'm, I'm on the other side now. I know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not making any promises I can't keep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you what we can do. We can, uh, I think we should now introduce our new feature. Yes, I agree. Um, so what we're going to do here is each episode, we're going to choose something from the topic that we're talking about and bring it back with us in the time machine to the modern day. So yeah. like, you know, you see these, sometimes people pose these questions. Oh, if you could bring something back from the nineties to, to now, what would you bring back? So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And for this episode, it's going to be my uh, choice. Yep. And I am going to choose Macho Man Randy Savage's cowboy hat that he used to wear Brilliant. all the time. Because the actual, that to me, the actual hat, the actual hat. I'm gonna to have to run up while he's sitting at the commentary table. Run up behind him and nick it, and then leg it back to the time machine as quickly as I can. Uh, I'm pressing um, the buttons to uh, to get us back to twenty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that to me, I think it would look good yeah. hanging up somewhere in the time machine. Yeah, and it it sums up particularly that early '90s. You know, the color and the the sparkling, you know, the yeah. just the, the, just those big personalities and the big uh, it does it kind of a, colorful yeah. in your face stuff, yeah. Yeah, it just it sort of like it just represents that whole kind of period and and just sort of wrestling what wrestling was to us, I think, in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. Excellent. Yes, excellent choice. I think it will look fantastic in the time machine. It will, and hopefully, I can get back in time before I get my ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> If not, you're on your own, mate. Well, ask yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you'd like to get in touch about anything we've discussed in this episode, please email us at tuckshoptimemachine at aol.com. Also, a big shout out to Kevin McLeod who provided our theme music. That's all for this episode. Tune in next time for some more 90s nostalgia. 
Party on, Chris. Party on, Steve. I just got a, I just got a, a notification from Anchor saying your recording is done processing. I was like, well, you can take that recording and shove, yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> shove it straight up your candy ass. <laughs>